From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey all, it's Alana Phillips with the American College NextGen Advisory Task Force, and I'm here today talking with Charlie Rocco, Managing Partner of Monaco Advisors. Thanks for being with me, Charlie. Thank you, Alana. I'm excited for our conversation. I am thrilled for this conversation, Charlie. I think as we've talked to so many next-gen advisors in the chaos of 2020, they have experienced a lot of things that you've experienced, and uh, I think your story will resonate with them. So we want to talk a little bit about this digital virtual space that we're in, but I sort of want to go back, Charlie, to March of 2020. I know that seems like years ago now, but March of 2020, pandemic news comes out. There are shutdowns across the country. Walk me through a little bit about your initial responses from a business perspective in March of this year. So I think March of this year was definitely a very interesting time for us as a business, but also me personally. So I actually got married on February 29th, Um, so leap day, but also right before the pandemic. So the beginning of March, I was in Argentina on my honeymoon. We left on March 2nd, and the first week of March, if we remember, the market actually sort of stabilized after kind of falling apart the last week in February, and it was really that second week of my honeymoon when... The NBA shut down. Our office actually ended up shutting down on that Friday. So it got a little tense there in terms of not wanting to have an away message for all of my clients to read my email saying I was out of the office on my honeymoon. So I really had to hit the ground running when we got back. And I think for the most part, we did, right? Coming back from the honeymoon and going sort of off the bench, not having talked to clients in two weeks, to basically sitting on the phone all day in my house from about the middle of March until the middle of April. So it was definitely a transition. No kidding. I want to first address the fact that you got married on leap day. Super (laughs) smart move, Charlie. So you only have to remember your anniversary every three or four years. Gentlemen, take note. That's crazy though, Charlie. You are on your honeymoon. And I know I've talked to a number of next-gen folks like yourself that were married at the beginning of the year that purchased a home, which I think you did as well. And then to add on this layer of chaos, global pandemic, market volatility, and you've got to connect with your clients. So second week of honeymoon is pretty stressful, but you come back and you start to engage with your clients. What are some of the things that you did early on to keep your clients calm, to engage with them digitally. Walk me through what you did. You know, I think the biggest thing was the clients who were concerned in reaching out. I mean, that's almost the easiest group to respond to because you really just have to get back to them timely. So we sort of had a huddle as a team and made the decision that, you know, we want to get back to our clients the same day that they reach out to us. And whether that's just sending them an email to set up a time later that week, or if, you know, the concern was was major, making sure we get on the phone with them or we use Google Meet, but, you know, have a face-to-face with them, I think was important. 
because I was on my honeymoon, I missed the phase where we could actually sit down face to face, right? Our office had been closed and really the country was on lockdown um, when I got back. So I didn't have that opportunity to sit with any of them. But I think the other important thing we did, because the, the easy group is the people that we know want to speak. But then there's two other groups, in our opinion, that we also had to quickly identify. One was sort of the exact opposite end. So the clients who they don't want to speak and they also are not going to look at the markets and they just trust us. You know, they've been with our firm through good times and bad in the past and they just actually don't want the news, right? That's only going to stress them out. They just want to know that we're doing our job. And then the other group is the group that's going to be concerned, but the group that would never reach out, but is going to be concerned and you know, worried and not able to express those feelings to us or not feel comfortable doing. So I think we kind of grouped our clients into those three buckets, right? Who's going to reach out if they're worried? Who do we need to find because they're worried and they're not going to reach out to us? And then who's the third group that maybe we should just send an email to to say, hey, we're here. We obviously know what's going on in the world and, and we want to be here for you if you need us. And that's kind of that third group that we felt was most comfortable and sort of our experienced clients, I'd say, are seasoned, I guess. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think there was, sounds like a lot of triaging there at the beginning, right? How do we address the needs of those who are most worried that we need to get to those VIP clients perhaps, and then those other groups as well. So when you look back on that now, I mean, I think it's very possible we have events like this again, especially in your career, Charlie, you've got a long runway what do you wish maybe you had done differently? What would you have wanted it to look like or have you learned from this time for next time? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, being a next-gen advisor, I got into the business after 2008, right? So March of this year was really our first big market test of my career. So I think from that standpoint, the thing that I'm thankful for is that everybody from a financial planning perspective was well prepared. I think folks were able to recover and I think we really addressed people's concerns who had them. So I think going forward, it'll make that next event, you know, having that experience, I think it'll just make it that much easier as a professional. You know, I think there's always things that you wish you could do better. You know, I think being able to be better equipped to go remotely. I mean, is tech savvy, I think, as our firm is, I come back and the Monday I land, everybody's working from home. So, you know, I have a laptop. Most of the folks in our office had a laptop, but our phone system was premises-based, which I didn't even know what that meant until, you know, COVID hit. So prior to COVID, none of my clients really had my cell phone number. I tried to keep the two very separate. Now, basically every client has my cell phone. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I'm just that much more accessible, but I think we needed to be because of our situation, right? So we really, everybody was just on their cell phones, talking to clients who called in, calling out to clients all day for, for weeks. And I think it was a lot of work. It's, I think, the hardest I've ever worked in my entire career, but I think it, it was definitely rewarding. And I think our clients appreciated it. Are you ready to deliver comprehensive financial planning for your clients, no matter what walk of life they come from or how unique their needs are? Well, get ready to enhance your skill sets with our chartered financial consultant designation and learn more at theamericancollege.edu slash chfc.
as we sort of think about the experiences NextGen Advisors have had this year and that engagement with your client, is there anything really special in terms of the digital world or extra touches or things that you did that you think would be important for NextGen Advisors to consider? Absolutely. You know, I think we as a firm are really reliant on technology tools in a good way. You know, I think we use our financial planning softwares, Money Guide Pro, you know, all of our clients go through the Riskalyze sort of risk assessment process. And whether it's those tools or, or comp, you know, similar tools, I think having sort of that visual experience that clients have gone through and sort of those proof points made it that much easier during the crisis, right? Yes, all of our clients' accounts were down, right? I think everybody's clients' accounts were down. And that's a tough conversation to have. But to be able to pivot to Money Guide Pro and show that our clients still had a 90 plus probability, you know, percent probability of success was huge for us. And it was huge for our clients because as the news of the day kept getting worse and worse and worse, to be able to sort of highlight the more tangible aspects of what we do, you know, your retirement in which you plan on traveling every year to Europe and, you know, move down to South Carolina from Connecticut and, and all these great things that our clients want to do, that's still intact. That's okay. So I think having those tools for us was invaluable. And, and talking about risk too in the sort of riskalyzed process, but really just having those discussions, I think, ahead of time made, again, that situation much easier because our clients could understand how their portfolios were going to operate. And, and I don't want to say every conversation was easy, but the technology just made it that much more smooth. Interested in becoming a CFP and learning about practical planning techniques to use right away with your clients? Well, the American College has the answer. Learn more about our cutting-edge CFP education program at theamericancollege.edu slash CFP. So, Charlie, you are back from your honeymoon. You start to deal with these clients that have been emailing you getting in out of office. Are there or were there any situations with clients specifically where, and I want to hear sort of the fear, I guess, Charlie, from your side of things too, right? Managing the fear of your clients. It was a really uncertain time then, still now, but can you talk to me about some of those specifics and how you were feeling dealing with them? Yeah, you know, I, the uncertainty of it, I think, really captures your point. You know, in 2008, the market was going down and, you know, the economic circumstances were probably worse than they were in March of this year, but everybody was in the office. Everybody was able to sit across from their clients to, to get on the phone with their clients. You know, everybody here was at home and, and nobody could sit across from each other and, and have that reassurance. And I think the news media to some extent made it worse, right? Because every day things were getting worse and what was going to happen. And I think some of our clients even felt that they had nothing left, right? They, they called and said, is there anything left in my account? And I think that plays into that sort of narrative that everybody was getting so concerned, even though if you just watch the market, you would know that it was down 30% and not totally gone. But I think there was that heightened level because of everything that was going on with the coronavirus. So Sure. They thought their accounts were just like the toilet paper at the store, right? Nothing left, nowhere to be found. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And especially those that, you know, our clients range from 
sort of younger families starting out like myself and, and my friends and family all the way to people who are in retirement and, and really who need every dollar of their investments to live on. So, you know, again, reiterating that their investments, you know, were still there. And yes, they'd taken a hit, but their plan was still on track was really important, but tough to do. I mean, every single conversation saying, yes, your account is down, but no, it's not down by as much as the market. I mean, that's tough to do all day long, you know, for a professional. But luckily, for the most part, our clients really received the message and, and it was rewarding. Yeah. Thanks for being willing to share that. I think a lot of advisors are afraid to recognize how tough those conversations are. And especially you as a younger advisor and, and those that are at the first couple of years of their career to have to deal with that all day, every day. So thanks, Charlie, for being willing to share that so honestly. Absolutely. Hopefully no one else was on their honeymoon when all of this happened and having to really quickly sort of pivot and adjust to triaging their client service. But I hope you know those that are using digital tools like you are, are really recognizing the importance of those in our world. So Charlie, I think this story will resonate with our next gen folks. And I know we'll continue the conversation about some of your other digital marketing, virtual engagement. So thanks for starting to talk to us about what's going on in your world. Yeah, thank you, it was fun. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.